Welcome to the I Don't Give a Should show, a podcast exploring all the ways that women should all over themselves. How many times do you find yourself acting out of obligation or doing what everyone else expects from you without stopping to consider why? Where do all those beliefs that are driving you come from? If you're tired of feeling resentful, overwhelmed, stuck, exhausted, or pissed off, you are in the right place. Shooting all over yourself is a real thing, but it doesn't have to be in the driver's seat. I'm your host, Jen Sherwood, and I spent way too many years trying to prove that I was good enough and worrying what other people thought while avoiding conflict at all costs. Today, I don't give a shit. Well, not as many anyway, and neither should you. I'm talking to women like you who figured out how to stop shooting and start living. You're listening to the I Don't Give a Shit Show, episode number 26. My guest today is Vanessa Kariba. Vanessa helps business moms go from overwhelmed to organized by building profit and creating sales pillars whilst aligning with their Christian family values. Vanessa venturing into eight, yes, I said eight businesses, and finally becoming a coach is where she finds her true, authentic self. I love it. Vanessa, I am so happy you're here. All the way from London, by the way, she's representing the UK for us today. London. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm thrilled to share your story. I want to hear your story. I don't know if my listeners know this, but I only get snippets because I like to hear the story as they hear it. So yeah. Let's not, without further ado, it sounds very fancy. I'm trying to put on my, my fancy uh, English approach here. Okay, I'll just stop. That's ridiculous. So Vanessa, my friend, can you please tell us what it was like for you when you were living under the shoulds? It was tough. Okay. <laughs> I'll go into it. Yes. So me as a, as a mom, so choosing to raise a family, of, I've got four children and when you have one child, you can figure it out. Child's care, you carry on working, you follow your career path. Two children, hmm, I started to feel like I should be doing this. I should be working. I should be putting my children into childcare. I should be feeling the pressure of trying to be all with it in my career. Uh, you know, I was doing something quite important at the time. I consider it was important. It was looking, creating policy for the under five. So it was about childcare development. It was all about safeguarding children. And yet I felt I was so, I had to use childcare and I couldn't afford it. For two children, we're talking about £2,000 a month. And if you check, if you're like an executive you'll see that you're not left with a lot of money. And so I'm developing policy for this, this audit for early years. I'm using childcare and I'm feeling stuck, yeah, as in, yeah. how can I do this? I'm making it a safe place for other children, but I just don't feel right going to work, leaving my children in nursery, then crying and not understanding how to... They missed me, basically. They mm-hmm. missed me. And it was quite tough, that emotional separation. 
with them because I didn't want to leave them, but obviously needs must. You should go to work. So I tussled with this for years and years, at least 12 years. I had my third child and my fourth child, and I was kind of in and out of employment and running a business. And I could just remember this feeling of why everybody else can do this. Why can't I? Why can't I fit in? Yeah. Why don't I feel happy? Why do I? Sometimes I used to feel ungrateful when I'm getting a wage. I can pay my bills. And I suddenly realized that I was doing this for money and I wasn't doing this for the love of life and living life. And it got to a point that we couldn't afford childcare. So we got into an, an extreme amount of debt. We used to have to take credit cards to pay our childcare. And you start doing the maths and you're thinking, hold up, I'm working to pay somebody else to look after my children. And the biggest thing is the separation of your child when you're a mother. And I'm a Christian. And one of my true, true, true values, even if I'm not, if you, even if you're not a Christian or not, is that why are you a parent then to give your children away? Yeah. And yeah. so I tussled with this for you know at least twelve years. It was scary. It was really scary because I felt quite low. I felt like, okay, I'm doing this. There was no room for promotion. I could tell you so many times I went to go to the next level up. And I couldn't, it felt like that glass feeling. Every time you tried to get into the next level, there was no space for me. I could remember feeling at work when one of my bosses said to me, why don't you go and look for another job somewhere else? Because hours here don't suit our team. And I could remember wow. feeling so like, I'm a, it was, and he said it to me quite late at night. So, you know, I was trying to do, catching up with my hours, catching up with people, just my work. And he said this to me one day and it broke. It just broke me. It literally broke me. Okay. I want to stop you right there before we go into the broke. I want to really understand what was happening for you because this is very multi-layered as I listen to you talk. So you're having your children. There's a part of you that doesn't want to go out to work, but you're going out to work for the money. That's what I hear you say, which is for a lot of people, the reasoning And you're wrestling with this, I should be able to handle this. Everybody else is handling this, or so it seems. You know, We don't know what's going on for anybody else. So for 12 years, and I I really want to emphasize this, clearly was not an easy decision for you. This was a 12-year struggle of, I should be making money. The kids need to be in daycare. I have to put the kids in daycare because they need to be safe while I'm working. And I should be doing this. What it sounds like was you wanted to be home with them because that is is an important value to you. Everybody's got a different opinion on that. But for you, you really wanted to be with them. Was there a side of you, because you went into eight businesses, was there a side of you that wanted to be working as well? Was there a need there? Or were you really just wanting to be with your kids at that time? Honestly, I didn't know anything else. And I didn't know. I would describe it as I felt the corporate life was me in a box and because everybody did it I never questioned it yes so I never questioned what I was doing to myself was essentially self-sabotaging because I did what everybody else did yes done and I 
I felt odd that I felt odd. I felt like, yeah, why am I not happy like them? Why am I not wanting to go out with them after work and I want to spend time with my children? But as things got revealed, I realized that this was the way we were made. We were made to be, I, you know, I was made to be a mum, obviously, yeah. clearly, four children. <laughs> Give up the first time, and there was loads of complications, which is another, <laughs> another should have, did I? Should I? Did but it was why was I doing this thing when I wanted to do this thing? And how could I have it? Basically, the argument was how could I have it both? Yeah, yeah. So I interrupted you as you were starting to say you broke. Please share that part of the journey with us. So I could remember we had just got a mortgage. And so we were renting all that time and we we managed to get a mortgage. And it was at that point where you'd think, oh gosh, I've got to do this for another 12 years. I broke one day and I said to my husband, I can't, I feel claustrophobic. I can't do this anymore. I just feel really like when I go to work, so work loved me. They loved my performance. You know, I was always looking after the work that I needed to do and my clients were well looked after. I loved on others, but the thing is I wasn't loving myself. Yes, yes, yes. How many moms can say that? There was a sense of duty. It had to be for the kids. It has to be for the workplace. I didn't want to let my boss down. I didn't want to let my husband down. I didn't want to let myself down and disappoint myself because this is where I fitted, fitted in. But all the time... In the back of my mind, it was like, there must be another way. There must be another way. There must be another way. And it essentially, it broke me. It got me to a place of just, I broke. I completely broke. I just, like, I think that if anybody's gone through the feeling of burnout, when you've done 12 years of this same thing and you're questioning every single day, it was that burnout feeling, that feeling of despair, that feeling of what are you made for? Why am I here? Am I a good mum? The guilt, I've got to do this again. I've got to leave them in daycare and I've got to go out and do this thing. It was really like a point where I just wanted to give up. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I can imagine. I do. I understand that sense of just feeling like, what is the point? What am I doing here? And then maybe in that moment, I should just ask you this, not assume, but in that moment, it's very difficult to see that there is another way to do life. And that's why I do this series is because we do get very pigeonholed into the expectations of, well, you, you go to university, you, you get married, you have children, you have a career. I mean, there's like these set things. Yeah. And then yeah. when you start to think about, well, that set pattern isn't making me happy, but what else is there? It's very like you said, claustrophobic of if you're not happy and you can't see another way out, what do you do? So Vanessa, what did you do? So we had just got this mortgage and it houses in London, really living in London is very expensive anyway. So we got the mortgage just, it was on my birthday and it was by the skin of my tail, which is really close. I don't know how we did it. The numbers, the numbers wasn't quite right, but yeah. we had we just had a blessing and we took it. So it might have been three months into our mortgage, and I said to my husband, "I'm not going to give up yet, but I think I'm going to resign." And he says, "Yes, babe. Yes, I know you've been. I know this is you. I don't know what you're going to do, but I know." 
you've got this and I know where your heart is and because he gave me that blessing yeah that was the night the morning I told him three months I'll do it in three months because because the role that I was in I had to give three months notice I gave up the job the next day and it was like (laughs) I don't I don't even know what I don't even I don't do you know have you ever felt like you calculate things but this wasn't calculated this was just something just steaming up in over years and years and years and I just I had to do it yeah and the moment I said to my my boss at the time I'm resigning I just felt like this weight had been lifted off of me yeah I literally wanted to cry but I couldn't because I was in the office right (laughs) (laughs) and I just felt relief didn't know what I was going to do I did not know what I was going to do but I'll come to that part um, next just that feeling of freedom just suddenly sort of came over me like just felt like I'm scared yeah. feeling courageous did I do the right thing what else do I know who's gonna what what am I gonna do yes. am I gonna work in another job am I really gonna be a full-time mom all those questions came in it took such courage for you to be able to take that leap, you know, and it sounds like I know you, you have Christian values. And so I, I know you, I don't know. I assume that you believed there was a plan for you. So it was a leap without a literal safety net, but I'm sure your faith helped you, but also the support of your husband to say, I know you've got this and all that support to be able to make that leap. I do actually know that feeling. That's how I felt when I left out of my previous career as well. When I just was at the breaking point. I do remember having some idea. I knew I was going to be a coach, but I didn't know what that was going to look like. And so I really, I feel you, Vanessa, and I love this story. It's the fact that you resonate with this. And I didn't even know there was women that resonated until I got onto my path. And I, you know, like 12 years, obviously, in my career, but 15 years in business, and I've just seen this is a common, really, really, really quite common when you meet other entrepreneurs who've gone on a similar path to you. But what I want to say, particularly to the woman who's listening, is women don't talk about this because there is this sense, and you can tell me if this resonates with you, because there is this sense of there's something wrong with us. If everybody else is happy doing the status quo and what's expected, then it's almost shameful. How come I can't handle this? How come I can't hack it? I'm not as good at life as everyone else. People don't want to talk about that. And yet by not talking about it, we don't realize that there is this commonality that we're all struggling. Well, not all of us. There are women who are very happy in their careers and balancing. You know, I don't want to take away from them, but if this is you, you're not alone, but people don't want to talk about it. It's very true because... As you say, we're ingrained to, you know, go into university, get a job and just climb the ladder. But And that's all I knew. I didn't know anything else. So what else? What else was there? There was nothing. I didn't have any other experiences around me. Little did I know I did, but I didn't. I was that little light was shining all the time, but I didn't see it because I was like this. No, it has to be like this. <laughs> <laughs> Follow the path. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm curious, and I'm sure there are people who are listening are curious as well. So you make the leap, you've got this sense of relief, and then what happens? 
I take a deep breath and I just say to myself, what? And I have to add here, actually, I wasn't a Christian at that time. Mm. So I had only got baptised a year after. So I wasn't. Okay. I didn't really have a belief system. I Well, I did. I was raised in a Christian home, but I did. I was even anti that. <laughs> Everything was anti for me. For my <laughs> but that's another story. But it was like, what am I going to do? What do I do? Like, I was scared. I was excited. My husband was very supportive. But it was me that literally had to make the decision of yes. what because I never knew how to, could I be a housewife? I think I thought I'd get really bored because I'm quite a curious person by nature. I don't think I could just be in the house doing children. I wanted something more than, than that, but I still didn't know the way. So I spent a lot of time searching and speaking to people. This is the time when I just decided that, I was going to speak to people and let them know this is what I've done. And the people around me at the time, because they only knew the corporate life. Yes, yes. I had to stop speaking to the people that I knew because they weren't the people that would help me get to the ideas that I wanted to, which I didn't know what they were. It was like, well, you've, you can work part time or you can do another job. It was just part time and another job, or it would, or be in a different career, or retrain. And I just thought, no, I just, I can't really speak to the people around me at the moment because they don't understand what I'm going through. So it was quite hard again because the only person I had to speak to was my husband, and I didn't know what to say. I didn't know. I honestly didn't know what to do until one day I just got that little spark. And I realised that I was looking after a number of consultants. And so so if we did big research projects, we would hire big consultancy companies to come in and do the research for the government. And I thought there was one particular one. I always watched everything he did. And I asked him if he could mentor me. And he showed me just the ways the ways that they, they did business. And I realised I asked him so many questions over a period of time that I almost remembered everything he told me. And oh, I thought, wow. I'm going to go out and replicate what he's taught me. Yeah. And I asked him if he would take me on, if he would just take me on as a consultant. And because I had that research background, it was just almost, yes. Here's a contract. It's for three months. And it, it was half of my wages that I had for the year. <laughs> so I was just like, this is just unbelievable. How could I earn money, then only work three months? That means I don't have to work for another five months. Yeah. So it was all just overwhelmed. I didn't even think it would be. I thought I was being tricked. I thought he would he would ask me to work with him as a consultant and then just drop me, but it wasn't. He just taught me everything he knew. Wow. Wow. And from that point onwards, it was just continuously like that. And the thing that really I realized about myself, which I didn't know at the beginning was that my blind spots were my superpowers. I didn't know. Such as? 
So my superpower was or is, is connecting with people and just learning from people, just being humble enough to learn and being curious enough to ask and being pleasant enough to give. Yeah. And it is, it for me, it, it's just like it's that superpower. One connection leads to another. I want to help you. You might want to help me. And I don't expect you to help me if I've helped. It's just, just relationships. That's just talking to people and connecting, similar to what we're doing here. I and, love that. Yeah. yeah. It's so interesting because we don't know our superpowers because they come so naturally to us. We just think that everyone is like that. And so I love that you said my superpowers were my blind spots. So you didn't even see that utilizing relationships and connecting was where it was at for you. Is that what you mean? That is exactly that. Oh, that is so incredible. So how did that then transition into the work you're doing today? So... That transitioned into so I did consultancy for a number of a number of years, and I got more curious about how could I really help people like me. How could mm. I really? And as I said to you, I've done eight businesses, but I won't go into them. But all of them stemmed from some curiosity that I wanted to sort of test and experiment, and I did so. But the ultimate foundation was for me was there was lots of women going through what I was going through. Yeah. Career, their corporate life. And it's almost like they had this coat on that they needed to understand if they took it off, they might see the world in a different place. Mm. So I retrained and become qualified in as a business advisor. And I did a number of other, other qualifications and retrained. And I still didn't feel confident enough to coach. I wasn't really confident in coaching. I always felt like I needed to help people in business. And But my ultimate, ultimate passion was to help women just like me. Mm. I think most people would say this a lot changed in the pandemic. And I was in between inspecting um, education settings and I was doing some consultancy work and I just thought I've had it there's no way I can work like this I am gonna coach and finally it's a bit like when I said I am going to leave yeah <laughs> it was the same kind of thunder I don't know what I'm doing I'm just gonna do it just gonna do it just gonna take the leap <laughs> I, I was trained but I wasn't confident enough and I think that's a lot of the thing that I find with people with women especially that we don't know our true worths we don't know how good we are yes. and how awesome we are until we we just look in the mirror and just just wake up and just believe in ourselves right. and so I went along the coaching path I learned some digital marketing strategies I retrained as a digital marketer and I ultimately started helping women just like me attract new clients gain the confidence and make profit in their business. Mm, I love it. So women who the traditional pathway just wasn't serving them, just like you, who want something different, who want to create a business. That's what it sounds like to me. That's who you work with. Yes. Yeah. And I, I, I call it busy business moms because you're busy in your head. You're busy thinking about is it this or is it that? Or just trying to find your path. Yeah. And so it's helping them get clarity 
and create the steps. Amazing. I love it. I love it. So I would think there are women who are listening to this, who are resonating with what you're saying. Even if it's not a full, I'm ready to take a leap yet. It might be that she recognizes herself in your frustrations, or she recognizes herself in that that feeling of being boxed in or claustrophobic, or just the shoulds of, well, you know, the world is telling me I need to do, I have to put my child in care and I have to go to work and I don't see any other way. So even if they're not at the point of wanting to launch a business, I could imagine there are women who might want a little more of you in their life. Having that, like you said, talking to the people you know who are doing the same thing, who are following the same pathway, that's not going to help you figure out kind of the off-ramp to that pathway, if you will. So Vanessa, if our listeners want to follow you on social, want to connect with you, how would they find you? Very easy. I am on Instagram and everybody might be on Instagram, but if you're not, I'm Vanessa.Kariba and Kariba is spelled C-A-R-I-B-A. And so you can follow me there. And yeah, I'm always on there. I'm quite visible, always having a bit of fun and um, with a bit of seriousness too. Business, of course. <laughs> to make it fun because I think too many people think that business is just this straight line and yeah yeah and do you have a website I have a website um vanessacariba.com www.vanessacariba.com so that's also available and yeah they're the two places that you can connect with me so Instagram is a good plate. I know it's funny that you said everybody. Well, maybe not everybody. I, yeah, I would be, yeah. I'm sure there's stats out there on the percentage of women who are on Instagram. And I think it's high. So <laughs> if you're not, you can always Google me, Vanessa.Kree, but you'll, you'll find me. My name's quite unique in itself. Yes. 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 And it's funny. I had to laugh when you said you bring some fun into business because with the listening audience before Vanessa and I hit record, we were giggling like little girls. <laughs> time catching up before we started this. So I have no doubt there is fun, but I also know that you are very professional and there is serious business advice out there. But you know, it's interesting that you said that people think of business as kind of this linear thing, but if you're jumping out of corporate to create a new life for yourself, I don't think what you want is a linear, stodgy, unfun experience. So yes, please go follow Vanessa. It'll She will give you good input and fun at the same time. It's a good combination. Definitely so. I always think humor makes everything better. So it, it does. I mean, there's a really real reason why I am. I put fun into what I do only because as I said to you, the start of my corporate life and trying to figure it out, it was lonely. And if I had somebody just to give me some ideas or just to kind of just that path, that unknown path that we transition across needs to feel light so we can then get in alignment with who we really are by find your superpowers and then cross the bridge. So fun, I think, raises a lot of, you attract a lot of things when you're in, when in that fun mode and not in that serious mode. I couldn't agree more. That is the perfect note to end this on. Vanessa, thank you so much for being here and for sharing your journey. I have no doubt that there are women right now who are thinking, oh yeah, that's me. So, and that's why we do this. That is exactly why we do this. So thank you for being here. Hey friend. 
If you recognize yourself in these stories and you don't want to give a should anymore, you have to join my coaching community, the GC. Come learn the tools to recognize when fear and worry are running the show and how to shift into more of what you want without guilt or blowing up your life. Unless, of course, that's what you want. Inside the GC, you'll learn strategies to start making yourself a priority. Stop saying yes when you mean no. Have hard conversations and so much more. And you get to do this with a group of women who are making the same changes in their lives and are there to support you, not judge you. It's a seriously warm, safe space where genuine connections are made. The GC is where doubt and loneliness meet their match. You can get all the info at jennifersherwood.com slash the GC. But if you're not ready for something like that yet, I've got you. Head over to my website, jennifersherwood.com and hit the relief right now button. I'll send three ridiculously simple steps to go from overwhelm to ease.